Can we start it like, are you recording? Yeah, I'm recording. Okay. Can we start it like um, just casual? Like, mmm, this wine tastes really good. <laughs> <laughs> Super casual. <Let's> talk. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some great news, everybody. Nicole actually enjoyed talking with me about money, probably because of the wine portion of it. They'll actually like the wine. So anyway, we're back for another one, another bread and wine. And cheers to you, darling. Thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. It means a lot to me. Actually, after we finished last week, I was like on uh, nine clouds, as your mom would say. And I, (laughs) I was in the kitchen and I'm like, why am I so happy right now? Oh, it's because Nicole talked to me about money. I came over to your side. <laughs> After all this time, four years, not we've been married for, for 10. I've been married to the podcast for four. Uh, <laughs> after four years, I finally figured out how to get her to come back to uh, for conversation. So thank you again, sweetheart. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. So today's drink is very yummy. Yes, it is. It's a mimosa. Yeah. This conversation might be shorter. Yeah. My glass is going to be empty. Because <laughs> it's going to go very fast. A little more sugar for you. Mm-hmm. Well, well, we'll keep it tight for everybody. We want to keep these episodes tight. Just a short, casual conversation for your weekend. And uh, thanks for the feedback, everybody. See, we got a lot of nice notes saying, hey, do it again. Keep it up. So we will. Aww. We will. Um, so this week, I am going to throw out the question, the pondering thought. And it's, <laughs> again, it always seems to come from our conversations in passing. So last week you came up to me mm-hmm. and you were worried. You were worried. You were like, I don't know if we got enough stuff for the kids for Christmas. I don't know <laughs> if they're going to be disappointed because one year we did, we got a little tight. I think it was one of the years that Andy was like super fire guy or super fire financial independence, you know, don't buy anything at all kind of guy. And I was like, Hey, I saw this thing where you, you know, you buy one thing for them to read and you buy one thing for them to enjoy and one thing, I don't even remember it's all like, things. Yeah, it's like four things total. And then <laughs> that that Christmas, uh, unfortunately, was one of those years where the, <laughs> where the kids were like, where are the toys? <laughs> And it scarred you, right? Maybe some of these things are more for like mature. Yeah. Yeah. I think we tried that when my son was two or something like that. And he's like, dude, where are the toys? Cried. And at the time it was kind of funny, but then I was like, oh, the poor kid, he really didn't get any toys. Yeah. And I felt bad. Yeah. So I mean, I'm bringing this up because we kind of, you know, as parents do, we talked about it for like three minutes and then one of our kids was dragging out our legs or something like that. So we didn't actually finish the conversation. So Hmm. I thought we'd we'd talk about it again and, and see how we can find that middle ground because we don't want to buy too much that they that they don't appreciate it and then we don't want to you know have that christmas that we had you know three or four years ago when Mm -hmm. andy was crazy um so how do we how do we approach this how do we find that middle ground nicole oh my gosh i don't know it that's it's so tough it's so tough it is tough how do you give your kids what they want you know, they have everything they need. Yes. <clears throat> How do you give them enough want without making them spoil brats? Yeah, absolutely. God. Because that that's that's the balance. One. Especially mm-hmm. when I mean this is a very privileged conversation we're having here. We're we're at a point where our kids really have everything that they need. They they really do. 
what it's it's wants. It's at Christmas is you know it's about like hey we'll put it put all put put some things on that list that you really want. And I mean I think our kids are they're not putting things on there that are ridiculous or anything like that. So I I feel like we've done a pretty good job, but. I guess finding that balance of, you know, how much is enough is, is a tough, is a tough thing to do. Right. Is it just trial and error? Is it just trial and error? I mean, we don't have to solve it today, but I mean, okay. So we found the, the bottom, the bottom portion where we don't want to go anymore. We tried that one. I don't want to do it. Well, maybe when they're older, we can do that when they're more mature, when they can understand, Mm -hmm. you know, that we're, we are so privileged and that they do have everything. Like that's, that's the goal, yeah. right? That's the goal that when they're 10, 12, 13, that we can do something to wear, mm-hmm. something to read, yep. something to play with. And I forget what the fourth thing it's is. It's probably like just like a splurge, something you want too. Yeah, I, I think know. hopefully there was one of those on there. Something to craft. Enjoy. Yeah. But like. That's the goal. And, and then like, how do we, in the meantime, have a plentiful, fun Christmas mm-hmm. that's still appropriate for their ages. Well, let me ask you this: um, what, what was one of your what was one of your favorite Christmas memories as a kid hmm. that you actually remember? Where you woke up and you're like, "This was awesome." Um, honestly, okay. There's there's three things that come to mind, and they're not all awesome, but there's three things that come to mind. The first thing is. I remember always counting how many presents I got versus my cousin that I would open presents with. Okay. Okay. So it was always like, uh, oh, I got 21 and she somehow would always get one 22. more. 22. And <laughs> then, I know the parents didn't plan it that way, mm-hmm. but it was like always she got one more and I would always be like upset at the end of Christmas. And now looking back with my adult brain, I'm like, what a brat. <laughs> but that's something I you're conscious of because because you were just counting up the other day. You're like... Zoe has 17 and he's got 13 or something like that. Right, so I want to make them equal. Yeah. You know, me thinking back about that, I'm Mm -hmm. like, I don't want to raise kids that are so conscientious that it's like, oh, I got 22 and you got 23 Mm -hmm. and now I'm unhappy with Mm -hmm. Christmas. Okay, so that's a goal I I don't want to have. Um, Okay, the second thing that I remember is getting, (laughs) I was like, maybe like, 10 and my great grandpa got uh, me a onesie pajama mm-hmm. and I was so upset by it yeah. that I cried mm. and made him feel terrible Ooh, yeah. and um the poor old man like just you know probably spent his like <laughs> social security check <laughs> on a gift for me and I was such a brat about it oh. okay so yet another bratty story <laughs> I was a horrible child um <laughs> And I don't, again, I want to make sure that my kids understand that it's the thought and Mm -hmm. the gesture and, you know, to make the most out of everything. Um, So two things that I want, those are two things I want to combat. The third thing that I totally remember is when I was like 13 and my mom got me like a CD that I wanted. Mm -hmm. I think it was like rancid or some kind of like punk cd that i don't even know she like knew i wanted Mm -hmm. but maybe my brother told her and that was what like a 13 dollar gift and i that was like that that was my christmas right there i was like this is 
amazing. Wow. So that tells me a lot right there, Nicole, the third one. What? That the most thoughtful gift will have more of an impact than the quantity. Yeah. Because do you remember the Christmas that you got? You didn't mention the Christmas that I got 23 gifts was the best one, you know? Right, right. It was the Christmas that I got the one that my mom paid attention to what I actually cared about at the time. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Because I don't think before that, when I was a younger child, I didn't make lists. I didn't um, tell my parents what I wanted. It was just kind of a guessing game and like... It was more about opening the gifts than what I got. Sure. I think. Yeah. Um, well, it's the experience. I mean, they all like the, ex- the, the, our kids talk about the experience. They want to make make the tree nice and they want to be there in the morning and listen to music and open the gifts together. Right. Because that's the experience. But I, and I think that's a really good insight. And I think there are some ones that are on the list or on our plan for the kids that they're, they're really going to make them, you know, right. feel like a rancid CD. <laughs> I'd be like, that's the holy. This grail. is my rancid CD. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what was your most memorable Christmas present or Christmas oh. day? Um, the first thing that pops into my mind um, was have uh, opening. I think it was Nintendo. Was it Super Super Nintendo? Super Nintendo in like maybe early '90s. Super into Super into video games with my brother. I loved anything that my brother loved. So my brother and I both, I think we collectively got a new Super Super Nintendo together and we we just were super super happy about it. We played it for hours and hours and hours and so I think it was the as the again of the fact that our parents were tuned into things that we were super excited about. Mm-hmm. And you've used, now use the word super. Yeah. Like 15 times. Oh, I also use great a lot when I write. Super so I have to Nintendo, go back. Super excited. <laughs> hey, well. Super Christmas. <laughs> well, I, I, yeah, absolutely. Everything, you know, everything is awesome. <laughs> Nicole thinks I'm that, that character from the Lego movie. <laughs> Your buddy. <laughs> this name's not buddy. That's an elf. Isn't it? That's an elf. Oh. Which I also love because he's super positive and nice. <laughs> no, not President Business. No, the the happy guy in the beginning. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, he's that guy. Team. <laughs> I love you too. Um, yeah, so I guess you know if we had to summarize this, what do you think? What do you think are what do we think our takeaways here? I mean, oh, we, we we talked God, about the the, like the sacrifice just one. Talked in a circle, but well, how, so. Do we try an abundance one or is that just like, I don't want our kids to know that that's even a possibility? I think, okay, so here's here's one key takeaway. Ding, right? Like here. Oh, uh, I can actually put that in. You don't have to say ding. But now since you've said it, I'm going to leave it. <laughs> All right. One key takeaway yeah. is let's not force them to be more mature than they really are. Yeah. Good takeaway. So the end goal could be for them to have a very you know, normalized Christmas where we do uh, very practical giving, Mm -hmm. but perhaps it's different depending on their age, right? So so with them being really little and still kind of into like toys and like little things like that, I think we have maybe a little more abundance, Mm -hmm. but we continue to drive home the, you know, the fact that it's more about being together as family, it's more about um, not how many gifts you're getting and not, you know, all about like just Santa, but it's about like being with loved ones, giving, you know, more than getting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think eventually they will understand yeah. 
all of these things that we're trying to get across. But I think in the meantime, we maybe dial it up a little bit mm. on the scale of um, fun toys, fun adventure. Yeah. Um, I like it. Just while they're little and like trying not to go too overboard. You so, mean yeah. like making sure that like not understanding why a two-year-old doesn't understand a book and a, and a, and a piece of clothing. Right. Yeah. I right. get it. I get it now. And I, I also think that particular Christmas, I it was like the clothing was like secondhand clothing <laughs> too. Like I think we went so extreme. And I think we need to get find somewhere that's All right. in the middle right. and somewhere that's age appropriate. Well taken. All right. Uh, takeaway number two, ding, mm. is focus on what will have an impact as opposed to the quantity. Yeah. Agreed. Listening um, yeah. and making them make a list. Yeah. You know, telling us what they are right. into, listening to what they're into, watching it year round. Like we totally know that um Calvin's not into <laughs> Spider-Man anymore. Yeah, no. He's made but that more Sonic. Yeah. But he really is into Minecraft. So if somebody so buys him some Spider-Man thing this year, it's gonna be Grandpa's pajamas to him. It is. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna be a onesie. Big time. <laughs> a big <laughs> yeah, onesie onesie not grandpa's pajamas. That sounds even funnier. Yeah. <laughs> Number three, get something that they can play together with. I really liked getting that video game system with my brother because yeah. it helped me to have some quality time with him. It was a lot of fun. Sure. And so if we can find gifts that uh, allow them to play together and you and I can have some more bread and wine, yes. then we're all winning. Speaking what do you think? Speaking of, now I'm going through it in my head. What did we get them that they'll be able to play with? Exactly. Hey, we still got, <laughs> so still got five days, right? Moses on Christmas morning. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that really the goal? Yeah, it is the, the goal. end of the day. It should be. And, but enough from us. We'd love to hear from you, too. Please contribute. Please tell us how you are managing the Christmas gift buying situation with your kids. Shoot me a voicemail. Shoot us a voicemail, that is, at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash voicemail or hit me up on social at Andy Hill MKM. Hey, Andy. Yes, baby. My cup is empty. <laughs> Evidently, it is. <laughs> well, I guess that's the end of the episode, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye.